0: Uh, Hello.
1: Hello. Hello. I almost
0: missed my cue.
1: <laughs> it's so embarrassing.
0: I feel like it's been so long so I, 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 I really did almost miss my cue.
1: <laughs> well, you didn't. We're back. We are back.
2: We are back, baby.
0: Guess who's back?
2: Back it. Into- <laughs> back it. Okay, there we go.
0: Um, Hello and welcome uh, to... Uh, A very special non-numbered episode of We Watch Movies and Then Talk About Them. Uh, The only podcast on the internet where it's uh, got a movie title, but today we talk about music.
1: That is true.
0: So, we're we're debating you. Uh, It's a little bit of a a misdirect here. We typically, (laughs) I promise, uh, those of you who are magically listening to this for the first time, we usually talk about movies. In fact, we usually watch a movie and then talk about it. Um, But in a reversal of fortune, today we're going to be going over our top albums for the year of 2018, in addition to our love for film. I think we all uh, pretty passionately enjoy other um, artistic forms of expression, Uh, music, dance, the theater, um, I don't know, art museums, that kind of crap.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're pretty artsy. Just not very,
2: like, creative or talented. Yeah. yeah. I can't make the art, but I can appreciate it. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, um, I guess for those of you who may not know, um, as far as I go, uh, music was actually my first love. I was way into music before I was ever really into film. So, um, and I also love lists. I love making lists. I don't know where that comes from. Probably has something to do with the Asperger's. I don't know. Most <laughs> things do. So
1: I also enjoy making lists.
0: Well, because
1: I, like I like to check things off. I don't like, like those kind of lists. You don't get
0: to check things off of a ranking list.
1: Sure you do. Like check that one's number one. Check that one's number <laughs>
0: I don't think that's how ranking lists work at all.
1: Um, <laughs> calm down.
0: Um, so, if you're looking for discussion of movies, we have 20 episodes of Bat Catalog that you can go check out. I'm sure you probably haven't listened to all of them. Um, guys, what episode should people check out if this uh, of the movie discussion?
2: I usually suggest Django Unchained.
0: Django Unchained was a good episode.
2: That was a good episode.
0: I would also suggest our uh, three-part special on the Dark Knight trilogy.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely. Also a good one. So
0: if you'd rather listen to us talk about movies, just go check those out. And from here on out, we will be talking only about music. Um, to get started, my name is Andrew Westensko. I am the host of this year' podcast, joined at my right hand by Becca. Hello. And further at my right hand by Sid. Hello. Um, so uh, this is kind of our year end or the start of our year end uh, celebrations. We're also going to be doing our top movies of the year. Um... Once we finally, it's so under, never release a movie on Christmas Day. Yeah. Give me the month of December to watch them all. Because mm-hmm. now this week, uh, we already went and saw Vice. We're going to, we went and saw They Shall Not Grow Old today. We're going to go see Roma on Saturday. We're just playing catch up at this point because uh, we want to see everything that we want to see before the Oscars, before the Oscar nominations are announced. Um,
2: the only one I'm worried about is if Beale Street could talk.
0: Is that even getting released?
2: So far, no. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they come out with the showtimes on Thursdays, which is today. So... Hmm.
0: Well, I would also like to see that movie.
2: Yes, indeed.
0: But yeah, no more movie talk today. Okay. This is Today is all about music. Um, We will be sharing small snippets and clips from our favorite songs from our favorite albums of this year. We will be doing so under the property of fair use. This is a uh, a review podcast, and we will be reviewing this music as we talk about it. So, um, we're not breaking copyright laws. I looked it up.
1: Good job. Smart.
0: None of us are going to jail.
1: Yes, for that reason. With that
0: said. We have contributed heavily to the streaming numbers of all of these albums that are going to be mentioned, Um, but if you enjoy the small clips that we share, uh, please do your part to go out and contribute to the streaming numbers of the albums as well. Um, Goes without saying, everything mentioned here is definitely worth your time. So, um, we have kind of a cumulative... We watch movies and then talk about them. uh, Top 10 albums for the year of 2018. Uh, We're doing albums. We're not doing songs or singles or anything like that. We're just talking about albums here. Uh, We're film people. We like complete pieces of art. So we're talking about complete albums. Uh, Things taken into consideration are whatever the F we want. um, Are the criteria for each of our individual top 10s is our own criteria. And in Becca's case, her criteria was to make it a top six list. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, to give you guys an idea of how we arrived at our cumulative score, our number one picks were given 10 points, our number two picks were given nine points, so on and so forth. We added up all the points and the highest scoring album is our number one. So. um, I think it's probably a good idea for us to run down each of our individual lists right at the beginning. If you want the uh, TLDL listen, um, or the TLDL version of this, too long didn't listen, Um, then you're going to be able to get each of our individual top tens. um, In Becca's case, the top six. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And um, yeah, if you trust our views based on previous episodes of the podcast you can just feel free to go check those out and then we're gonna get real deep into it we're gonna run through the top 10 of the podcast so um this is gonna be like the uh music podcast version of hot takes so becca uh really quickly please run us through your top six
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right i will gladly so I guess starting with my number six would be MGMT, Little Dark Age. And my number five is Dirty Projectors, Lamplit Prose. Number four is Superorganism, Superorganism. And number three is the 1975, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. Number two is Pine Grove, Skylight. And number one is Foxing near my god
0: excellent and each of these will actually be talked about um in greater length Uh, each of becca's top six is featured on the cumulative podcast top 10 so we're not going to ask you to um, talk any more about those until we get to them cool uh sid let's run us through your top 10 and the ones that will not be featured later on the podcast give a short synopsis on why they are good
2: no problem okay number 10 pale waves uh my mind makes noise this one's just, like, really fun. It's uh They produced it kind of with the 1975, so it's in the same vein as that, just kind of, like, fun pop music. Uh, Joji Bad Lads 1. That one's kind of... Uh, I'm not entirely sure how to describe it. The only way I could think about describing it is if I were to smoke pot, I would listen to this album.
0: And that's your number nine? Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, Number eight is Leon Bridges' Good Thing. Uh, I was really surprised by this album. His first album is more kind of Motown kind of feel to it. And this one's a little bit more modern, but I still really, really liked it. It was great. Mm -hmm. Um, number seven, MGMT, Little Dark Age. Number six, uh, Wet by Still Run. Um, that one, that one's kind of more just kind of like a chill kind of, I don't know. I just really like her voice and I think she's really interesting. That's why I really love that one. Number five is Iridescence, uh, Brockhampton. Number four, Beach House Seven, three Laney Malibu Nights. two, Boy Genius, uh Boy Genius, and number one is nineteen seventy five, Brief Inquiry into online relationships.
0: Okay. I'm I need you guys to talk amongst yourselves. i I'm shivering here. I gotta grab my jacket. Okay. <laughs> or actually I'm caged in. Sid, can you grab my jacket? It's sitting over there. You got it. We're off the okay. cuff here, people. Okay, we're just okay. we are. We're improving. Sk- sk- skedaddling it's so cold in this room that's
1: very cold it's not even a basement that we're in but it's cold
0: it acts like <gasps> a basement, it's a half basement it is you can hear me putting on my jacket that's how you know this is authentic okay Oh
1: boy, hang on. He's also struggling a it's lot hard. to put his I'm, on.
0: What you guys don't understand about recording a podcast? I get strapped in. I'm in a little <laughs> cave of wires. <laughs> like, there's so many cords.
1: That's true, and you have a screen on every side yeah, of Yeah, I've got
0: three computers going right now. <laughs> this is a nightmare. All right, here we go. My top ten, starting at number ten. Number ten is Dirty Projectors, Lamp Lit Pros. Number nine, that's getting talked about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Number nine, Brockhampton, Iridescence. Number eight, Superorganism, self-titled Superorganism. Um, number seven is Ice Age, Beyondless. This one is not getting talked about further. So uh, this one, these guys are a Danish, uh, I guess, technically they would be called a punk band, but they've kind of strayed away from that. Um, their previous album, Plowing Into the Fields of Love, is um, the, it's a better album than this, but it's kind of the, beginning of this stylistic shift into i guess a more traditional rock feel um but imagine a guy from denmark gets super wasted and then writes poetry and that's kind of how the vocals on this go it's all like he's really like slurry and um but then they've just got this awesome uh The band is just incredible. The guitar parts, the drum parts, bass parts. The bass parts especially. The way this album is mixed is really clever. Um, So I would check check this out. Listen to, um, I would say, Painkiller off of this album. And if you like that, then go back and listen to Plowing Into the Fields of Love. And then go listen to Beyondless. Um, So that's my synopsis on Ice Age. Um, I'm not the hugest fan of their first two albums, which are a little bit more traditional, noisy, punky. But as you will. Um, number six is MGMT, Little Dark Age. Uh, number five is Idols, Joy as an Act of Resistance. Um, what do we at? Number four, The 1975, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. Number three, Pine Grove, Skylight. Number two is Daughters, You Won't Get What You Want. And number one is Foxing, Nearer My God. That is my top ten. All right. So now we are going to uh, start with our cumulative uh, podcast top 10. Um, and it actually starts out with an album that is only featured on my list. And I think uh, I am probably the only one in the podcast that actually enjoys it. So um,
1: <laughs> so we're going to listen to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going to listen to a couple of clips from it. Um, just a couple of my favorite songs. Um, so Idols joy as an act of resistance. Idols are a UK-based punk band um, that they make kind of politically charged uh, punk music. So we're gonna throw on um, a segment from one of my favorite songs. This uh, this song is called I'm Scum. And we'll just kind of skip a little bit. We'll go to, I love that guitar part. So this song, uh, well, every song here has like I said like a really politically charged message, but this is kind of what you're getting here is this like upbeat punky thing so it's pretty good. I like it a lot it's really, I really like that. it's right. it's really groovy, it's loud, it's irreverent um, he uh, he there's kind of no no lines that don't get crossed here. Um, everything is super political. Um, there's a song where the the chorus, uh, the beginning chorus line is my best friend's an immigrant. And then he kind of goes into the whole immigration situation, like kind of intensely. <laughs> um, there's a song, and that song is uh, called Danny Nadelko. There's a the song Samaritans, which is kind of an ingenious concept. He talks about how uh, in the chorus of the song he talks about how masculinity is a mask that we wear um but it's a mask that wears him like wears on him kind of a thing um so that's really cool actually we'll just jump in here really quick here we go i think that So um yeah, these guys kinda these guys kinda broke onto the scene with their last album, um, Brutalism, which I am not super familiar with. Um, I need to go listen to it. But I got into these guys kinda later in I got into this album a little bit later in the year. Um, so I need to go check out their previous album still. Um, and then finally the song, the last song I want to mention is called June. Um, and it, it actually it gets into a little bit more of a personal place. Um So prior to the recording of this album, um, he, I don't know if he's married or if it was girlfriend or somebody, he got, he he was going to have a son. Um, and I don't know if she miscarried or exactly what happened, but, uh, the baby, the baby died somehow. And so there's this song, June, um, that's a little bit quieter and a little bit, um, I guess more heartfelt and, um, So the the lyric he repeats there is "baby shoes for sale, never worn," and I forget who the author was. Um, the the story behind that. So he's he's quoting an author. Um, there was some author, and I, I I I forget who it was. Was challenged to write um, like a short story um, using six words or less, and the short story that he wrote was "baby shoes for sale, never worn." And so then this guy like takes it and applies it to like losing his own kid. So it gets, it it, it gets pretty dark there for a minute. Um, but the rest of the album, super upbeat, um, really crazy. The, the first song Colossus starts out with this huge long, uh, build really heavy, um, really intense. And then it goes into, I guess a more traditional punky number at the end. Um, there's just great guitar work all over this thing. I love it to death. The lyrics are clever um, and don't come across as too preachy, which I think a lot of hyper political music tends to have that issue where it's like, you know, you get immigration is good and you should love it. And that's like a song. <laughs> but like instead he talks about how his best friend is an immigrant and, um, you know, like immigrants form an important part of our society and that kind of stuff so it comes off as heartfelt but not preachy and i like that also he 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 just doesn't take it too seriously there's a song i forget which song it is um and i'd love to find the clip um there's a song where he literally just starts screaming 10 points to gryffindor (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, awesome (laughs) i forget Oh. It said it was gram rock. Here we go. I forget what part it's at, though.
2: Oh,
0: here we go. So, okay, towards the end, okay. Let's go. There we go.
1: that's awesome (laughs) so again
0: they don't they don't take themselves too seriously um and it's just it's just a great album if you're into uh punk rock then 100 give it a listen it's very uh it takes a lot of traditional punk influences and makes a great album so that is the podcast number 10 idols joy as an act of resistance
2: all right perfect
1: i think i need to go listen to that one now
0: we listened to it in the car and you said you weren't super into it did we yeah
1: oh (laughs) maybe i'll try it again
0: (laughs) yeah um yeah so that's that moving on to the podcast number nine this is a tie number nine is a tie in the points awarded between beach house seven and dirty projectors lamp lit pros so sid uh, you are the, the Beach House master. Um, I have not really listened to Beach House for like 10 years. So, uh,
2: Well, I wouldn't say I'm a master. I would say like in the past few months, I've been getting into them more. I honestly didn't listen to this album till like this past week. Oh, really? But as I was listening to it, I was just, this is great. Um, I would probably say their best from this album are either Dive or Woo.
0: Let's check out. Let's check out a clip from Dive. We're just going to jump straight to the middle of it. This is basically as I remember the beach house sound being. Yeah. So.
2: yeah. They're very consistent. You could count on them for that.
0: I'm curious about that goes. Ah, I like the beat coming in there. That works. Alright. I actually really like this.
2: Yeah. I would say this one gets a little bit more upbeat than their past ones, but it's good.
0: Yeah. Because here's the thing. I really like... So Teen Dream was the last album of theirs that I listened to, and I really like that album. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tried to get into Bloom, which was the album that came out after Teen Dream, mm-hmm. and it just never did anything for me. So I've kind of abandoned Beach House since then. Yeah, And then so many albums have come out. They did like two in the same year, a couple years ago, okay. and... I just haven't followed them. So what, what, why do you like this album? Why is it this one, um, as we saw, was actually um, number four on your personal top ten. So why is that?
2: Um, I don't know. Like, I, I'm a very I'm very late to the game with in terms of Beach House. I mean, I've heard, um, you know, stuff from their old albums, just like a few songs here and there. But this is one that I, like, actually sat down and listened to all the way through and it just it works from song to song and i just really like their sound i honestly you could describe my taste in music as depressing i just kind of like i really like just the chill kind of just nice songs um so this one just really works for me and you can just listen to it in the car or doing homework or just sitting at home i don't know it just like it's very peaceful and i really like it
0: right on I'll have to check it out because actually that like as soon as that drum beat came in and that guitar came in, I was I was on board. So (laughs) Um, the next one we're going to be talking about is Lamp Lit Pros from Dirty Projectors. All Um, right. This is the follow up. Did Dirty Projectors come out last year? Was that 2016
1: with oh dirty projectors was 2016 was it 2016
0: so he took a whole I think. no it was 2017 no, no, no. you're right so dirty projectors came out last year so um for those of you who are not in the know on the brooklyn music scene uh personal relationships um <laughs> dirty projectors um was started by dave longstreet is that his name i don't know what is happening do you guys hear that sound okay. Yeah. Um yeah, Dave Longstreth. Um right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dave Longstreth. I was right. Um he made the band a while ago, uh, they're from Brooklyn, and he um was on stage one night and uh this girl was at his show, Amber. I forget her last name. Amber something. He asked her to join the band and they kind of started this like crazy good run of albums um, including um, one of the one of the best um, albums of the decade of 2000 to 2010 uh, Biddy Orca
1: so good if you haven't
0: listened to, that's such so a good, good album if you're into like quirky indie pop with cool harmonies and all that kind of stuff, Bitty Orca is like an absolutely essential listen. And it's honestly one of the best albums of that decade.
1: It's amazing. I listened to it probably too much.
0: Um, So Bitty Orca and Swing Low Magellan were two albums that came out uh, pretty close to each other um, in a similar style. I I think Bitty Orca is better, but that's just me. Um, And then he and Amber broke up and he came out with a self-titled album under the Dirty Projector's name. Uh, which is really sad, really electronic, really depressing. And keep in mind, Dirty Projectors is known for their like super intricate guitar work and harmonies, and like just being kind of wacky. Um, so he came out with this like depressing electronic album, kind of laying bare the entirety of their breakup, um, which is kind of a controversial thing to do. But that album is fantastic.
1: And he literally has a song in there that kind of explains the entire band. Everything that Andrew just said Yeah, um, is in a song. <laughs> Up in Hudson, yeah. which is
0: a fantastic song. Amazing. Um, uh, which brings us to 2018 with Lamplit Prose. Um, this is his I'm Over It album. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's really what it is. This album gets back to being a lot more upbeat, a lot happier. Um, and I do think that Dirty Projectors is the stronger album you can disagree with me Beckett, if you want to
1: no i actually definitely agree with that
0: um and actually i think dirty like the self-titled dirty projectors album comes close to bitty orca it's just there's they're so different that it's hard to even like imagine they came from the same person
1: yeah i totally agree and this like i'm over it album well so we saw him live this year and at least watching him live i felt like it was like He wasn't really over it, but he wrote this album to like (laughs) pretend like he's over it. So
0: the first single released from this was uh, Breakthrough, which has this guitar line. Which really annoyed me the first few times that I heard it, honestly. But this song has like super grown on me.
1: It's so good. I love it.
0: It's just a lot of fun.
1: This whole album is a lot of fun. Well, the first half.
0: Yeah, the first half is really fun. It gets a little bit, uh, well, I don't know. I think a lot of it's fun.
1: I honestly don't love the second half, but the first half makes up for it.
0: Yeah. Um, There's a lot of, it gets back to a lot of the signature stuff that Dirty Projectors is known for. A lot of the intricate guitar work. Um, He does get some of the harmonies. Um, He even gets a little groovy here on Zombie Conqueror, which is great. This is about three-quarters of the way through Zombie Conqueror. I just get- I just like start dancing when I hear this cause- Wait for it. You can hear kind of the two guitar parts right here. I'm
1: trying so hard not to sing along. I know, (laughs) because I'll sound awful.
0: And then when that drum beat comes in, I just...
1: Honestly, I think why this album is so high on my list is because we saw them live and that show was just amazing. The show was so,
0: so the show actually happened before the album came out. So the show was the first place that we heard all but like two songs off of this album.
1: Yeah. And I don't know, just seeing the energy and watching him play, like we were right next to the stage. Yeah. We so we spot. got to see it all and like he's such a great performer and i don't know it was just yeah it's great amazing to it's watch. great
0: um so that is dirty projectors Lamplit pros we're gonna hurry along here on some of these new ones um up next is another one uh that sid is the expert on laney malibu nights
2: yeah so i have really liked laney since they first started they're very poppy um just very fun to listen to um so the first their first full album um, was kind of like what you'd expect from like a pop group. Just like, you know, songs about love and songs about all of this. This one, um, he wrote this after he broke up with his girlfriend. And apparently it was pretty rough. Um, but just, I don't know. The whole album, it just feels very genuine and honest. And even still, the songs are still really fun. And it's not a very long album. I was really worried when, because they came out with this... Uh, Just a year after their first album. So I was worried they weren't giving it enough time. But
0: it's... And their first album is... Really good. Like an hour long. Yeah. And this one's only a half hour.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just... It feels... Very... Like the songs are fun just as is. But if you listen to the lyrics, it feels very vulnerable and just very authentic.
0: If you want to be bummed out about a breakup.
2: Yeah. So... (laughs) I was really sad that I've never gone through a breakup listening to the album, so. Um, <laughs> somebody, if anyone,
0: somebody please break up with Sid. Yeah,
2: just to stay for like a week or so, break up with me, then I can really just enjoy it.
0: Well, there Thanks. you go. Um We're going to share a clip with the people. Which song?
2: Um. Well, my favorite one is Malibu Nights, but that one's the most depressing. Well, who so, cares? All right, let's do it.
0: Halfway through the song. What do I do with all this time?
1: I drive circles street Sits dancing I am
0: <laughs> I can't
1: help it
0: So vulnerable poppy breakup album mm-hmm. is yeah. what you can expect from Malibu Nights by Lainey
1: mm-hmm.
0: Righto um, moving on, so that's ten, nine, eight, seven. Okay, I'm ready for this. this is, um, Let's do it. So this is one that Sid and I are both familiar with. Um, which is, I have
1: listened to some songs, but I'm yeah. not familiar with it. But
0: it Becca doesn't love hip-hop. I love it. So um, our number 7 on the We Watch Movies and the Talk About Them podcast, uh, Top 10 Albums of 2018, Iridescence by Brockhampton. Um, Sid, what's your history with Brockhampton?
2: My history is very short. Um, Just again with like the other few albums. I only started listening to this about a month ago. I had uh, started listening to uh, some of their earlier stuff, but I kind of got overwhelmed with how much there actually is. So I kind of just forgot about it. Um, But I remember distinctly listening to this. I like got onto campus. and I was like, oh, I should probably start listening to this. And then New Orleans just started. And I was like, This is amazing. I am in for a good time. And I was. It's so good.
0: It's so good. Uh, For those of you who don't know the story of Brockhampton, um, they are the best boy band since One Direction, um, (laughs) self-proclaimed. Last year, they came out with three albums, uh, part of their Saturation trilogy. Um, And as Sid said, it's it's daunting to get in because there's a lot of music to get into. Um, I first heard Brockhampton right after Saturation 1 came out. Um, and I don't know if it just didn't click for me or what, but once saturation two came out, I gave it another shot and was just blown away. And saturation two is still probably my favorite album from them. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I was, I remember when saturation three came out, uh, listened through that. Um, I placed the saturation trilogy as my, I cheated and put all three, uh, the saturation trilogy was my number two album of last year. Um, only beat out by, uh, uh, i just lost it mount eerie with a crow looked at me which is the saddest album has <laughs> ever existed <laughs>
1: It absolutely is um right
0: so, up my alley oh no this is do you know what it's about no so it's about his wife dying oh boy and like he wrote uh, it and it's
2: like so raw he
0: wrote it in like the immediate aftermath
2: like if you listen to it you will ball so I should listen to it right before I go to therapy. Yeah, for yes. sure. Okay. For sure. Perfect.
0: Um but it's it's horrible and like he talks about he talks a lot about like you know, like raising their daughter without her and like it's really really depressing.
1: Okay. Like receiving w- receiving a package addressed to his wife. Like
2: Yeah, like a week it,
0: like bad. yeah, like a few days after she died, like a package comes addressed to her and he like has to deal with that and like
2: I'm not mentally healthy enough. There's like a there's a song.
0: My favorite song in the album is about he takes their daughter and his wife's ashes out to like a hillside where they used to go sit and just like sits with them and looks off in the sunset. And it's it's so depressing.
1: i'm just like i'm makes me crying want to right now and
0: like there's a song about like him throwing out her toothbrush and like it's it's horrific like okay it's never so, mind i yeah. can't do that all right um that's a tangent that was my number one album of last year just because i've never heard anything like it and incredible but back on to brockhampton brockhampton um <laughs> after saturation three came out um there were some allegations of sexual misconduct against one of the primary members of brockhampton amir van Um, who many people considered to be the most talented rapper in the group. I happen to disagree. I always thought that um, Dom and Kevin and Merlin were all better than him. But um, Amir was kind of unceremoniously kicked out of the group. Uh, They released a statement, kicked him out of the group. And a lot of the subject matter on Iridescence is actually kind of the fallout of that Um, These guys, a lot of these guys have been friends since childhood. Uh, Kevin Abstract, who's kind of the ringleader of the band, and Amir have been like best friends for years. Um, Matt Champion, who's in, he's another one of the the guys in the group. Uh, All three of them kind of grew up skating together. Um, So it's like a big deal. Like not only did they kick a member out of the group, it was like one of their lifelong friends. So a lot of it kind of deals with that. A lot of this album is talking about grappling with, kind of the impact of getting famous and what that means and how because a lot of the first album is them talking about how they want to be famous and how they want to be you know there literally is a song where they he says that they're the best boy band since One Direction and I think that's one of my favorite Rockhampton lines ever um but a lot of it is talking about like what it's like or how like fame is not exactly what they expected it to be so Sid you mentioned that as soon as New Orleans came on mm-hmm. you knew you were into something. so let's we'll play the yeah. beginning of New Orleans here Oh, we're not censoring any of this music, by the way. (laughs) So, immediately what stands out to me on this album, especially in comparison to their other ones, is the production. I love the beats on this album so much. Uh, So that, uh, that you heard rapping, is Don McLennan. Um, I think he carries this album. I don't know if you know the members that way. Well. I
2: don't I yeah. I wasn't until like halfway through that I even realized that there was more than one person on this.
0: Yeah. Um so that's Dom McLennan at the beginning. Uh he like I said I feel like he carries a lot of this album. Um and I think he's extremely talented. Um uh, other ones. So New Orleans is actually a two-parter. It goes into a song called Thug Life, which is also great, has another fantastic verse from Dom. I actually just want to play the ending of New Orleans. I want to play Merlin's verse. Now I'm losing my religion. God, that's all not This one let you and the bubble that you live in. I don't go to church, but I'm so spiritual. Put my life out of that's a miracle. If Jesus was a pop
1: star, would he break the bank? All these diamonds in my face, I'm shining like a day. I'm living in my prime, and what can I say?
0: At the service is an hour, I'm a hour late. So that's uh Merlin Wood. I, uh, he has more personality than any other member in the group. Um, literally starts out the verse, just yelling voodoo, man. I love that so much. <laughs> um, but then he gets into, it's a really cool, uh, verse kind of dissecting the role of religion in his life. Um, talks about, he says, uh, mama took me to the church and I sang that hymn. then he and then colonized Christian, which I think is just <laughs> such a freaking, oh my gosh, that's such a cool line. Um, Let's see other ones uh where the cash at is a great one uh Merlin super carries that um weight is really about them dealing with um fame. There's a whole verse where Kevin talks about how like he says like he misses life before the cosigns. basically like when things were simpler um Jovert is super high energy um. Joba kind of goes off on this. We'll just skip to... Petty, that petty shit, pray for peace, this is Joba's hand. verse. Like to Come just to blast the shit. Yeah, so that song, I could just listen to that all day. Um, I love that one. Uh, and then the end of the album kind of gets a little bit more sentimental. San Marcos is pretty much just like a soft rock ballad. And then Tanya is, uh, again, kind of referencing... I guess it's kind of this dichotomy between like being famous, but like also feeling worthless. So it's interesting. I don't know. What are your favorite songs on here, Sid?
2: Um, I actually the uh, New Orleans, uh, Tanya and uh, San Marcos. Those are like my top three right now.
0: Yeah, they're great. Um, District is also really fun. Uh, but yeah, so Brock Hampton. Uh, if you like iridescence, go check out the Saturation trilogy. I think Saturation two. Three one is the order of how good they are. Uh, Saturation two has some of their best songs, um, so junky. Just go listen to Junky uh, off of Saturation two. That's their best song that they've ever released. So, Rockhampton, Iridescence. Moving on, uh, Tide for number six. Uh, first up, Boy Genius. I'm gonna stay quiet on this one because I don't. Well, I guess I can give the background. So, Boy Genius is a supergroup formed by Lucy Dacus, Phoebe Bridgers, and julian baker um i've listened to a couple of songs but you guys really are the the experts here
2: i actually haven't listened (laughs) to it a
1: ton but i do know it
2: yeah i mean i would say that i'm definitely more of a fan of julian baker's solo work um but this is so good it's just like some like chill kind of folk music there's only i think there's only six songs
0: yeah so i yeah it's just an ep technically yeah
2: Yeah, technically it's just an EP. But so just all three of them, they all have very similar styles, but they're also very different. Uh, So it's really interesting how they come together to make this just like, it's it's a very small album, but it's, I don't know. I feel like it's very impactful.
1: And I think they do a good job of combining the three different styles. As similar as they are, they're different, but combining them to make something special.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. What is a clip we're going to show here?
2: I'm thinking me and my dog. All right, yeah.
0: Halfway through the song as we go. Also, their voices sound incredible together.
2: Yeah. (laughs) They really do. Oh my gosh, them live, freaking acapella. Amazing. Uh, Except
1: they wanted us to sing along and we didn't
2: know the song. (laughs) We got it by the second verse. Yeah.
0: Um, I also want to play just a little bit from Salt in the Wound. That's a good one. That's the one where Julian Baker like comes in over top really loud, right? Yeah. Singing?
2: Yes, towards the end.
0: Yeah. This was the first song I heard from them. She also shreds. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's so great. Let's see if we can.
1: Yeah, Julian Baker is so talented.
0: Yeah, um, so, I love that. Mm -hmm. So, I never, like, Becca kind of got me into Julian Baker, honestly, and I listened to her a little bit, but I never, like, super appreciated her talent Mm -hmm. until I listened. I watched some live, like, in the studio videos of Boy Genius, Mm. and she's just nuts. Yeah. So I also watched a rig rundown where she like ran through her guitars and pedals and amps and stuff. She's crazy. Yeah. She's she's really talented. Seriously. It
1: was amazing to watch her live. Like, yeah. it's just her up there and she just makes incredible music. Yeah.
2: She has like so much control over her voice and you just like you see her messing with the pedals down there and it's just it's so cool to see her do all of this on her own.
0: Yeah. She has she has crazy pipes on her yeah. like. For such a l- cute little girl, she's she, tiny. Yeah, she's tiny. Yeah,
1: and she speaks so quiet.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they're all like super soft spoken and just like really cute, and I love them.
1: Yeah, they're amazing. And yeah, so listen to this album, but also all three of their separate. Yeah, work I would say
2: if you really enjoy this album, go on to the uh, to their other stuff.
0: I I would say that this it, in style. Boy Genius is probably most similar to Lucy Dacus, right?
2: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So I would say like probably go this one, Lucy Dacus, Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as rock quality, I do think that it probably, Julian Baker probably the most talented and then Lucy Dacus and then Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Lucy Dacus, um, I don't know her album from this year. Last year she had a really good album come out though.
1: This year is so good.
2: It's really good.
0: So um yeah i actually got uh lucy dacus on a random uh google play radio station is how i found her
1: Mm. all right
0: so uh so that is boy genius um it's really good it's short Mm. we're talking 20 minutes here yeah just go listen to it it's worth your time if you're into indie rock at all it's gonna be worth your time and hopefully these guys do more
2: i would love it
0: i think that would be great um the next one is also tied for six is daughters you won't get what you want now this is going to be the one that everybody's gonna <laughs>
1: this is a hard one to get into
0: um so daughters is a rhode island based uh noise rock band um, and
1: it's it's Daughters, not Daughter. Yeah, not Daughter, the Baltimore-based
0: <laughs> yeah. indie rock band.
2: Very, very different. There. Yeah.
0: Um, so these guys are from Rhode Island. Um, they came out with a few albums like 10 years ago that I'm not familiar with. I actually haven't listened to yet because um, I can't stop listening to this one. And um, they came through with this. I'll admit it. Um, anybody out there who wants to try and call me out on it, uh, I, like probably 85% of the people who know this album, found out about it because uh, Anthony Fantano gave it a 10. Um, which made me want to go listen to it. Um, and it's fantastic. I don't know if it's 10, but it's close. It's really, really good. Um, it is actually, it's, it's down far on this list just because, uh, nobody else really likes it, but it's my number two of this year. So, um, yeah, basically it's just, it's noisy, really noisy rock. Um, We'll just do a a couple of small clips here so that you guys don't have to suffer through very much. Um, uh, Just a few of my favorite songs. Uh, This one's called Long Road No Turns. And we'll go to about halfway through. And just the, uh, the guitar noises that he gets, I don't know how he does it. And then it gets a little louder towards the end. But it's like that, it's it's really, a lot of it is really repetitive, like that kind of trance inducing. Uh, the next song, this one's called Satan in the Wait, is just awesome. Towards the end, it gets really kind of crazy. So it opens up with these three songs. The first song is six minutes, then five minutes, then seven minutes. And then it gives you kind of these um, just insane. uh, One is barely two minutes. The other one's 2.45. uh, Just noise rock. Like. And they go through like multiple phases in two minutes. It's really nuts. Again, th- the thing I love about this is just the aggression, uh, the guitar noises. It's really, it's really really influenced by uh, the last three Swans albums, which um, I maintain a list of albums that I think are perfect tens. And actually, all three of the last Swans albums are on my perfect ten list. So anything that's like heavily draws influence from that, I'm super on board with. Um and so yeah that's basically it um if you're again if you're into i don't know noisy um experimental there's not a lot of melody in his vocals but it's really passionate um it's just great the lyrics are actually really great on this album as well um if you're into depressing music you'd like the lyrics on this one um, loud depressing la- <laughs> not, yeah loud not depressing not soft. <laughs> so I'll be very clear the best place to listen to this album is in the car cranked way up by yourself by yourself <laughs> um, or on like a good pair of headphones where you can just be like tuned out from everything like this is not background music this is not something you put on like just to hang out with friends like this is uh, really loud really intense um, great stuff um, if you want to have somebody explain it to you even better why it's so good check out uh, the review by the needle drop Which I think these guys can thank a lot of the popularity of this album to that review. But, yeah. That's Daughters. All right. We're moving into the uh, top five now. And these are albums that we all... Here's the thing. Everything up to this point, very highly recommended. We love it. It's great. Uh, But this is all just like really, really, really fantastic stuff that we're getting into now. Yes. Um, Number five on our top five is... Self-titled from Superorganism. Becca.
1: Superorganism. Um, it's so good. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's how I want to start, I guess. Um, it's just really weird and poppy and fun and like easy to catch on to lyrics and sing along to, but just weird at the same time.
0: It's odd. Uh, these guys formed online. They uh, came out with music before they had ever even met. They just sent... Uh, DAW files back and forth to each other. Um, What are we going to share, Becca?
1: Everybody wants to be famous.
0: (laughs) So they have this like really bubbly, poppy instrumentals going on, and then the lead singer is just kind of really monotone, honestly. She never gets louder than this.
1: Yeah, and, like, good melodies, like I said, easy to catch on to, but it doesn't feel like a regular pop song because it's got all that weirdness A lot of weird sounds. Underneath. A
0: lot of, like, cash registers and, like... It, like
1: Or, like, horns honking. Like, there's a couple songs that you don't really want to listen to while driving.
0: Well, just relax, really. Yeah, yeah, that's the main <laughs> one. Um, check out their Tiny Desk concert if you want to see a little bit of what they do. Um, it's really funny. They have, like soda cans and like all kinds of weird crap like a guy has a drum case with no drums in it because he pounds on the case <laughs> they're just weird um on top of that uh, something for your mind is really really good that's this one It's just so good. Like it's it's just really unique, uh really well-made indie pop.
1: Yeah, and so fun to listen to at any time. I think that every song on it is great and in the right spot.
0: The album does flow really well.
1: I know Andrew doesn't like every song, but
0: I don't like it. There's a couple songs that I think are a little weaker than others, but what But can you it's really good. It's very, very good. This one was Becca's number 3 and my number 8. So What are you going to do?
1: yes it's a good album so it's our number five number five that's group
0: uh moving on number four um is a band that everybody's heard of but maybe hasn't heard this album and that is mgmt little dark age um raise your hand if you know electric feel
2: every hand in the world goes <laughs> every up. hand in the world <laughs> <laughs> goes up everyone
0: knows electric feel everyone knows time to pretend and mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. um but uh mgmt sucked there for a while <laughs> yeah uh congratulations is an okay album that's their second album uh their self-titled is hot garbage and then they just out of nowhere come out with just a really good synth pop album (laughs) like i don't think anybody saw it coming and i slept on this album for a long time
1: yeah it's really good
0: um this is the self-titled track
1: We're all just dancing right now. This is another one
0: that you can just put on and yeah. just, like, you can't go wrong with it. Um, and they do, they do clever stuff. Um, there's like t slamp which is time spent looking at my phone, which is basically just a song about looking at your phone. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, when You Die is actually my favorite song on the album. Yeah, that one's good. Which is this one. I didn't actually mean to just instantly go to that (laughs) line, but
2: first time I heard this song, my friend played it. He said, Sid, this part's for you. And then it was the go after yourself. Thank you.
0: It's just so, it's so awesome. And then there's uh, She Works Out Too Much, which is about a couple that met on a dating app, but they break up because the girl, uh, the the dude doesn't work out enough for the girl. And the chorus turn of phrase is the only reason it didn't work out is he didn't work out enough, which is such a freaking (laughs) great lyric that I can't even get over
1: (laughs) it. So good. I was listening to this album the other day while I was working out, and it was really fun.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's just a great album and it, it it could be easily thought of as front loaded because it starts out so strong mm-hmm. she works out too much little dark age when you die me and michael t-slamp james like all of these are so good and then days that got away is an instrumental that kind of I guess takes things down a little bit in tempo. Uh, but then it, when you're small is so good. (laughs) Like the album is so, so, so good. (laughs) I can't even get over it. Um, it was my number six. It was Becca's number six and, um, Sid's what? Number seven. Yeah. Um, which really speaks to the quality of music that came out in 2018. 2018 has been such a freaking great year for music. Yeah. So, um, that is MGMT.
2: Very good. It's so good. Please so <laughs> go, go listen to go it. Listen to it. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's so good. Um, it's
2: very, I would say it's very different from their other stuff.
0: Very different. Yeah, yeah. like they've really, uh, as a band, they kind of really have just spit in the face of any success that they could have had. It like they wrote all of these incredible anthems of the 2000s. Um, I mean, just like if you just look at their first album it's like time to pretend weekend wars, the youth electric feel and kids is side a of their first album. Like, what do you even, where do you even go after that? (laughs) Um, and again, everybody in the world should know electric feel because that's (laughs) such a great song. Um, but yeah, uh, little dark age. It's, it's, it's just a great synth pop album. Mm -hmm. Like it, and that's it. It doesn't try and do anything crazy. It's just clever, really well-written synth pop. And I'm curious to see where MGMT goes after this. I'm back on board.
2: Yeah. Don't let us down.
0: Yeah, guys. Come on. Don't let us down. Uh, Moving on. Number three. We're up to number three. All right. Holy cow. Uh, Becca, this is for you and me. Yes, it is. What is it?
1: Pine Grove. The album is Skylight. And i could listen to this album all day long forever because it's so good i feel the same way and like every song is so short and it's not a very long album but it's just so good
0: yeah the album is barely 30 minutes long um and a lot of the songs minute and a half one minute two minutes like there's some short songs on here um but you can tell by my play counts that (laughs) (laughs) i've listened to this album just a little bit um i love this album cardinal which is their album that came before this is a 10 for me and skylight is uh, on the same level i'm not sure if it's a 10 yet but it's so good um i think that the lyrics really carry this album but the one thing that i i just can't get over about this album and i think what makes it so good is the production um the way that it's recorded and the feel and the vibe that's to this album. I feel like these guys just hold up in a new England old colonial house and just hit record. There's like a lot of, there's so much space to the recording um, that I just feel like I am in a room with these people playing these songs. And it's, it's, it, it's what makes, for example, like the first Bon Bear album so special. Is you feel as you are listening to this album that you are in the same space that the band is in when they're playing. And that's such a special thing to be able to do. Um,
1: I think that's such a good way to put it. It just, yeah, it gives you such a good mood.
0: So what are we going to do, Becca?
1: Well... This may not be the best song, but ever since you told me what it's about, I am in love with it. That he wrote a song for his dog.
0: He did write. He wrote a song for his dog. Shut yeah. up.
1: Yeah. Play so it right sweet. now. Yeah. It's called Patterson and Leo. And those are his dogs' names. <laughs> I love it.
2: the cutest thing I've ever heard this and is my new favorite so band yeah. <laughs> what
0: I told Becca is that I I think that this guy is a an incredible lyricist I think that his lyrics really carry uh, both Cardinal and this album but I, I just I love the headspace that he's in to be able to write a song thanking his dogs <laughs> for their friendship
1: it's just so sweet and like this song is amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to share a clip from the first song, which is Rings. And this is how the album kicks off. We'll just skip a little bit. Here we go. draw line in my So that's like one of my favorite lyrics of the year that he kicks off, he kicks off the album with. it. He says, "Draw a line in my life," singing, "This is the new way I behave now," and like I just I love that lyric. I think it's got a lot to say. And as far as a lot of the band has always been about uh, self improvement and that kind of stuff. Um, I think the difference as well is that Cardinal is a very backwards looking album, which isn't a bad thing. He sings about past experiences, um, but I think that the final song on that album, which is called "New Friends." Which is about making new friends, um, really leads into the themes of this album, which are very forward-looking. Um, a lot of trying to do things better and you know make the world a better place, and um, you know thanking his dogs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the title track on here, Skylight. The um, we'll just play the chorus because it's really yeah, really really, this really is good.
1: My favorite song on the album.
0: I'm just guessing here on these timings, so. Yeah, so that song's really good.
1: Yeah, I love those lyrics.
0: Um, really, everything on here. This album, like I said, this out. Al- and to put it in perspective, like this is my number three for the year, and it might be a ten.
1: Yeah, it's my number two.
0: So, um, it's beat out only by Daughters, and we'll get to. We'll actually talk about it next. So, um, Pine Grove Skylight. such a just a freaking incredible album and like i said when you listen to it something that goes underappreciated by a lot of i'm gonna sound really elitist here but like by a lot of like casual music listeners is the role that production plays in your enjoyment of music and i feel like the space that exists in this album is a huge part of what makes it so special it makes the songs feel super intimate like you really feel like you are in the room with them when they're and they're playing them and you feel like he's singing to you and that's it's, it's something really special me, um, oh please go
2: sorry i just had something real quick so this one wasn't on my top 10 list um but i only did that because i only listened to this about two days ago so i didn't feel like i knew it enough to put it on there but like i don't know i feel like you know there are like a few moments where you're listening to a song and it's like kind of a spiritual ethereal experience. I've had a few and this is kind of one of them. Just like, you know, you listen to it and it immediately takes you back to the first time you listen to it. Um, so I'll I'll say this wasn't on my top 10 list, but it's one that I'm most excited for out of all that we've talked about.
0: Yeah. Um, it, really like it, Becca and I just kind of listened to this on repeat.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just like constantly
0: playing. It's always playing. Um, so like, yeah.
2: I just want to sit on top of a mountain and just listen to this for eight hours
0: yeah yes um best songs on here um
2: all of them i can't
0: decide i think intrepid is my favorite song
1: i do like intrepid skylight is my favorite though i think um
0: intrepid rings skylight easy enough darkness angelina angelina Uh, we're just naming (laughs) most of the (laughs) album light on it really is this album might be a 10
1: yeah so. I think it probably is.
0: If you don't like it at first, honestly, this album was a grower for me. I was really, I because I love Cardinal so much, but Cardinal is a lot, uh, it feels weird to say heavier, but a lot more driving in a lot of its songs. Uh, and this is kind of more meandering. So it took me a while to get used to it. So if you don't like it at first, give it another shot. Um, number two
1: right is Get actually
0: the uh, number 2 is actually number 1 for both becca and i
1: because it's amazing
0: correct it is go ahead becca
1: okay uh number 2 is near my god by foxing and i haven't listened to any of anything else that foxing has done
0: um a little bit of a background for people who are interested uh, foxing started out as kind of a mathy uh, emo band um, their first album Albatross is really good. Actually, as far as if you're into like third wave emo, it's really good. Um, their second album dealer is really boring. I think mean, they tried to go too quiet. Um, but then with this album, they actually, um, again, you want to talk about the importance of production. Uh, it was co-produced between, uh, the guitarist of the band, I forget his name and Chris Walla, who's actually the guitarist for death cat for cutie. Um, and I don't normally uh, enjoy pitchfork reviews, but um, they did point out something that I thought was really interesting. That basically Chris Walla has a habit of um, reminding bands when modesty is no longer their most desirable attribute, and he points specifically to Transatlanticism by Death Cab, because that's when they really got kind of big in their sound, and it was really the modern Death Cab sound defined. Um, so apparently they wrote this whole Foxing wrote this whole album. And they were literally going to scrap it and just start over because they thought it would alienate fans too much or um, that it wasn't like what people were expecting from them. And Chris Walla basically stepped in and was like, "Uh, forget your fans, forget what anybody's expecting from you. You write the album that you want to make. And this is the album they came out with.
1: And it's so good. And Andrew's better at like explaining the background behind albums, Uh, but it's called Near My God. And kind of like the theme of the whole album is that they're just like, going down like the titanic with their music and like making a stand i guess just like this is what we're gonna do because this is what we love and like it or not we're going with it
0: yeah which so the the title is super meta in that way and i think it's super awesome so basically uh, the idea being the the as the story goes that when the titanic sank the band was playing near my god to thee and so the idea being that uh the band is the Titanic so to speak and they're going down playing this even if they like even if this causes all their fans to abandon them and they're going down forever like this is the song they're going down playing
1: and that's like absolutely the feeling that you get from listening to this album it's just like big and like out there and you just want more of it and it's just like so powerful and confident
0: yeah That's a good word to put. There's a lot of confidence to this album. Uh, This is from the first song, Grand Paradise. backing because they are so good That's um i think this so is also good. this is also an album that benefits heavily from us having seen them live to be frank i called this album my album of the year before we saw them i remember i was in was i in panama maybe i think i was in panama when this album came out and i've like i said i was into foxing's first album um not super huge into their second one and i just like on a whim checked this one out and i ended up like just laying in my bed in my hotel room listening to this thing on repeat three times in the same night because so i was just like i'm in like this is great um it's just really 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 solid indie rock they're not rewriting any books here but they just do it incredibly well tons of passion tons of confidence And I love some of the influences they bring in. Uh, This is from a song called slapstick, uh, which was the first single, I think from this and again, this, this thing is just immaculately produced. It sounds so good and everything is mixed so well. Each of the instrument tracks is right where it should be. When that kind of chuggy guitar is in there, it's just right where it should be. Um, this is Game Shark, which is my favorite song on the album.
1: I feel like this is the most, like, out there song, I guess, or like, like the biggest yeah. song to me. If be. I'm not
0: mistaken, this was the first song written on the album. Okay. I love the guitars on this record Uh, on the entire record but like on this song specifically they're so good just and again they're mixed perfectly Um, five cups is this nine minute long the first four minutes are a song and then it just kind of does this like ambient breakdown but
1: it's really good. It's like, really interesting, yeah. I love listening to, like, Near My God and Five Cups Back to Back.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, one more, Bastardizer. This is another yes. really great song.
2: It was the
0: okay. Bagpipes going on. <laughs> So this one I could literally talk about forever. This is my album of the year. Becca's album of the year as well.
1: And I think it is honestly because we saw them live. Like like, like I said, this album has so much confidence. And then when they like play it live, oh, it's just like so powerful.
0: We saw them at a venue in Salt Lake City called Kilby Court. Um, it's
1: really tiny. Yeah, it's, it's, a, really garage. it's a garage. It's literally a garage.
0: Uh for, for you non-SLC locals. <laughs> um, everybody in Salt Lake knows Kilby Court. If anybody outside of Salt Lake is listening to this, Kilby Court is basically, it's just a garage. So uh, the singer spent most of his time standing on the monitors and just like pounding on the ceiling in time with the music and like came out into the crowd a few times and just a really spectacular show um, and kind of puts the album. So this one, I was already considering it to be a 10 and probably my album of the year before we saw them live. But seeing them live, I was, I was just sold
1: yeah i couldn't get enough of it it was amazing so go listen to it seriously
0: go listen to it it's so 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 good um and i have a hat from it four (laughs) horses on it the art for this album is great as well all right um so that is our number two for 2018
1: We made it. We made it. Number one. Our
0: number one album of 2018 is the only album that featured very prominently on all three of our lists. It is Sid's number one album of the year. And honestly, by a wide margin, the most 2018 album on this list. If you had to wrap 2018 up in a bow and put it in an album, I think it would look like this. (laughs) And that is uh, the 1975 A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships
2: yeah so good <laughs> so here's the
0: deal i'll be up front here i did not expect to like this album i have been like moderately interested in the singles mm-hmm. from the 1975s past albums like chocolate and sex and someone else and oh, ugh like those are all great songs um but i ugh, they're so long-winded mm-hmm. Like, they, what's the title of the album? Like, oh, um, I love it when you sleep. For so, I like it
2: when you sleep for you. So beautiful, yet so unaware of it. Like, That's gag me horrible. with a spoon, dude. What
0: is that album title? Shut up. Like, no. You're an idiot to name an album that. I love it. But... Um, and when this one was announced as uh, a brief inquiry into online relationships, I was like,
2: what are you, what are you doing,
0: dude? <laughs> I'm eating my words. This thing is great. This was my uh, number four, Becca's number three. And I did not expect it to be that high.
1: Yeah, it actually took me a little while to get into this album. I think it was my third time listening to it that I actually like realized it was amazing.
0: Well, and I had it on in the car. And you were like, I have heard this. I have heard this. I you like never I made it to the back half of the album. Yeah,
1: it is a really long album. Because it is a long album.
0: It, it's, it's only like three minutes longer than Near My God.
1: Huh. You're right. But yeah, I guess I just...
0: It feels longer.
1: I Yeah, I never got to the second half of the album, and I like never really gave it a try or like didn't fully listen to it. And then, yeah, I was just playing in the car one time, and I was like, what? Wait a second. This is amazing.
0: <laughs> just the, the variety of sounds on this album are crazy. Um, there's everything from, I guess, kind of lo-fi guitar pop uh, to like jazzy stuff to um, just kind of acoustic... Pluckings to um, uh, the Siri reading a weird story. <laughs> oh, <yet>. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just really good. Um, I'm gonna come out and say it. I don't like "Be My Mistake." Really, I think that that's one, a, I think that's a bad song.
2: I really like it. I feel like it's very out of place for the album.
0: That's my issue with it.
2: But I really like it on its own. I. Think it's great, but if I were to just listen to it all the way through, it would feel very out of place.
0: Here's the thing. This album has such a great flow to it. Mm-hmm. Um, give yourself a try. It starts off the album on just the best foot. Yeah. Um, Two Time is great, how to draw is fantastic, Love It If We Made It is the best song on the album. Oh my gosh. And then you're just brought to this like screeching halt yeah. with this like you know four minute acoustic number
2: yeah it kind of feels like they wrote this song and they really liked it and they were just like i guess we just throw it in there
0: yeah and here's it, it there's not a place where it fits better on the album that's the yeah. problem i would is say the rest...
2: it would probably fit better with our second album yeah
0: because they're coming up with another one yeah um and then it just picks right back up sincerity is scary is great i like american america likes me is probably my second favorite song on the album um manny married a robot Inside your mind is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not living, if it's not with you. Great, surrounded by heads and bodies, great. Mine is incredible. Um, I couldn't be more in love is great, and then I always want to die. Sometimes is probably my third so- favorite song on the album. Oh,
1: it's so good. I just want and to that's the whole thing. It's, all su- it right it's now. such
0: a good album. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, and it came out of nowhere. Like we the other day, um, we were driving down to Becca's parents' house, and I was like, did I did I miss something here? So I just went on Google Play and like put on the 1975's top songs and we just kind of listening through. I was like, no, I didn't. Like this is just such a crazy jumping quality from their previous stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like you could throw a dart at like a pile of 1975 songs and three quarters of them sound the same off of their first two albums. That's fair. But they just like actually took some risks here, mm-hmm. and it pays off so heavily. Um, I don't know. What are we going to share for the people who haven't heard this?
2: Um, I would say either love it if we made it or I always want to die sometimes. Okay. How about both? Yeah, we'll do both. Yes. Uh,
0: so this song, love it if we made it is actually just a song made entirely of 2018 cliches. He quotes Trump a couple times, um, talks about, um, immigration talks about, um, just everything and then kind of the chorus he says modernity has failed us but i'd love it if we made it which i think is just a great couple of lines and that like like super breathless shouty vocal delivery he keeps mm-hmm. going through that entire song mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't get old. There's a couple of times on this album where like the repetition should get old, like the guitar line on Give Yourself a Try mm-hmm. I feel like should get old. Yeah. But I don't feel like it does.
2: Yeah. They keep it very fresh.
0: Yeah. Um I actually just want to play a little bit for my like American America Likes Me. because uh, I freaking love the autotune on this song. <laughs>
2: They really know how to I feel like they really know how to play to their strengths in this album.
0: Definitely. Yeah.
2: In the past ones it's very rock heavy, but this one they're experimenting more, but they no, they know what they're doing and they're doing it well.
0: 100%. I yeah. definitely agree with that. Um and then this is the closer to the album. I always want to die sometimes. <laughs> I think that that's such a smart way to put it, Sid. Is they they play to their strengths on this album. Mm-hmm. Everything that they're good at, they do here. Yeah. And everything they're not great at, they throw it out the window. And there's there's just again so much variety on this album. Um, there's a lot of '80s influence on things like like it's not living if it's not with you is basically just an '80s song, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> Like, this could have charted in
1: 1985.
0: <laughs> it's just, there's just there's a lot of variety here. Mm-hmm. And the vast, vast majority of it is executed really, really well. I don't know. I can't say enough good things about this album. because, And mostly because is it's kind of the fallacy of expectations. Like, I went in with such low expectations that the fact that I enjoyed it so much, like, made me enjoy it so much more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I love it. I can't get enough of it.
1: Agreed. It's so good. And it did take me a, a few tries, but it's worth it. Go I mean, listen to it. You should give yourself a try, Becca. You're right. I, I should.
0: And the lyrics <laughs> yeah. on this album are really smart. Yeah. Um. Again, the title is A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. And it's interesting because he, it's not just, you would think that that would mean Tinder, basically, but he, they take it in a lot of different directions. They talk about, uh, yeah, there's stuff about Tinder, But there's, it's like our relationship with the internet and how it has kind of shaped our society as we know it Mm -hmm. and really changed how we interact with each other and with the world. And he has a lot of really smart lyrics on it. Yeah. Like, good for him.
2: Again, this is like one of those pop bands that it's it's just fun to listen to. But if you um, listen to the lyrics or you kind of find out what the song's about, it enhances it so much more. Like, uh, it's not living if it's not with you is... It sounds like a romantic one, but it's about um, his relationship with drugs and like how basically when he went through rehab, life kind of sucked afterwards. And it's just, it's, it's so good. And yeah, like the album is saying something about how we interact with the the internet, but it's not in your face about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think some of my favorite lyrics on the album come from the song Mine. Uh, in which he talks about traditional family structures <laughs> but like not in a boring way uh-huh. uh, basically how people are more and more reluctant to get married mm-hmm. and i think that's an interesting song topic yeah
2: as i was listening to it, i was like oh this would be really nice like as a wedding song and then i was like but it's like mm-hmm. about not getting married <laughs> maybe, maybe not okay <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um
0: yeah is it, it Really, I I can't believe how much I like this album. Mm -hmm. That's how I will put it. Uh, Well done, guys. Um, This is the first half of an era, as uh, Maddie Healy calls it, uh, called Music for Cars. Mm -hmm. Um, And I learned this very recently. In the bottom left corner of the album art, it says MFC. Noting that this is part of the Music for Cars. Uh, They have another album coming out uh, supposedly in May.
2: Yeah, March or May. One of those um what's it called i think it should be just music for cars
0: no it has notes from a something let me see i don't remember um but yeah if you've slept on the 1975 check this album out again if you're not into like indie pop you're not gonna like it though i feel like one of the things that they do best on this album compared to their other albums what is it
2: notes on a conditional form
0: there you go uh these guys really are just bad at naming albums these are horrible <laughs> album games <but laughs> <laughs> um one of the things that gets really grating about a lot of early 1975 stuff is his voice. Um it's high. Yeah. And um especially in something like Chocolate. Yeah. I feel like i would
2: say it's good, but through a whole album it can be a, a bit too much,
0: especially when all of their albums are like an hour plus. Yeah. Um but they do a, a really good job at having him temper a lot of the more grading aspects of his voice so that something like love it. If we made it really hits mm-hmm. because that's when he really lets go and is, yeah. and is crazy or something like I like American America likes me where they just like hide it behind auto tune, even though you can tell even through the auto tune that he's just like, ah, ah, <laughs> like all over the place. Yeah. Again, just a lot of really smart decisions on this album as far as songwriting goes. And I'll say it again, production, this thing is really well produced. It just sounds great. A lot of the electronic beats, uh, like towards the end of how to draw, like when it kicks in. And even like the effects on his voice here, I really, really like, I think they add a lot. So, uh, I don't know. I just keep coming back to this because I think, I think it's such a smart way to say it. They play to their strengths on this album mm-hmm. in a way that they haven't in the past. Yeah. And good for them.
1: Yeah, definitely. Love them.
0: And that is our number one album of 2018 for the We Watch Movies and Then Talk About Them. Woo-hoo. Uh, running through our list again, uh, Idols, um, Joy is an Act of Resistance, Beach House, Seven, Dirty Projectors, Lamp Lit Prose, Laney, Malibu Nights, Brockhampton, Iridescent, Boy Genius, the self-titled EP, Daughters, You Won't Get What You Want, Superorganism, self-titled LP, MGMT, uh, Little Dark Age, Pine Grove, Skylight, Foxing, Near My God, and The 1975, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. Um, again, every single thing here is worth your time and worth checking out. Uh, please go pump up their streaming numbers, pump up their YouTube numbers. um Show them that you appreciate them. Um, More importantly, a small plug here, uh, most of the revenue from streaming numbers will go to their labels though. So unless they have a very, very profitable relationship with their label, which they almost definitely do not uh, because labels exist to screw over artists. um, If you really want to support your bands, uh, go find their website, buy their merch, uh, go see their shows, buy their merch there. Uh, Show tickets and merch are how you really support a band. So um, if you want to support the band, go online and order something.
2: Well, now I feel bad about not getting that Julian Baker shirt. I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's how how artists pay the rent is uh, through merch and shows, mostly merch. So they get their highest margins on merch. So if you really like any of these bands um, Or if we've turned you onto something new uh, Please consider supporting them financially Through their merch pages um, Or if they come to town um, I don't know of anybody here That is like on their way into town Brockhampton is skipping us this time Even though we sold out the show last time
2: 1975 is coming in April Where are they playing? At the UCCU Center
0: We should Durham. go We should all go
2: We should. I already got my tickets. Nice.
0: Okay. I think that's going to do it for us, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Thanks, guys, for sticking on or sticking through this one with us. We know we are a movies podcast, but we also love music. So, here we go. This is why. Um, Stay tuned for our end of year festivities um, featuring movies. We're going to be talking about our top movies of the year as well as our Oscar uh, wants and guesses. Um, movies that we've been watching i think we've all been watching a lot of movies um specifically becca and i just watched good time
1: um it was so, good.
0: so <laughs> i immediately wanted to start it again <laughs> the second it was over i just wanted to watch it again i was so surprised so good uh battenson you killed it
2: he's so good in that one yes Kay. uh
0: but that will be on a future episode of we watch movies and then talk about them when we actually watch a movie and then talk about it um we'll be coming back from our hiatus very soon, uh, to do our, as soon as we, um, have our kind of, we've seen everything that we think is relevant for the year. We will be back with our top movies of 2018. Um, and then getting into the new year, I guess getting a little bit more into the new year, we'll get back on a more regular schedule. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, we love you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. If you want to find us, facebook.com slash we watch movies and then talk about them or Instagram at movies. We watch, um, you can slide into the DMs. Let us know what you think.
1: Yes, please do.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. And if you ever want to hear us talk about more music, let us know. We love it and we'd be happy to do more little side episodes like this one. So we thank you. We appreciate you. And we'll talk to you later.
2: See ya. Bye.